Hello and welcome to this latest CN podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. Ahead of the World Cocoa Foundation's 2024 partnership meeting in Amsterdam, our guest is Alejandro Sarastai, Chief Global B2B Officer at Colombia's Compania Nacional de Chocolates, WCF partners and owners of the brand Chocolate Cordicella. Alejandro updates listeners on Atenea, the company's sustainability program, and gives her thoughts on how the cocoa industry can align better for action. Take a listen. So, okay, so welcome, Alejandra. Um, it's nice to have you on this podcast. Um, and first of all, just tell me a little bit about uh, the, the uh, Chocolate Cotitella Sustainability Program, Atenea, which we have covered before uh, at the launch last year. But I understand you have some important updates to tell us. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me and having Cordillera here in, in today's podcast. As, as you mentioned, Cordillera is the B2B brand of Grupo Nutresa. Grupo Nutresa is a large food conglomerate um, based in Colombia. It's one of the largest uh, food conglomerates in Latin America. And it is important to say um, Grupo Nutresa has been member of the Dow Jones Sustainability Index for 14 years. That shows sustainability is at the very core of our strategy. Um, so the chocolate business and Cordillera as part of Grupo Nutresa is fully committed to being and building sustainable businesses. Um, there are 65,000 um, cocoa, fa- 65, cocoa growing families in Colombia. Uh, we work directly with them, and that has been going on for 66 years, even when the word sustainability was not present uh, when we talked about business. We have believed in the importance of sustainability for a long time. We've been working directly with those cocoa farmers for all of these years. So last year, Cordillera, our, our B2B brand, um, targeted and developed, uh, I would say, the first of, of its kind on this scale um, sustainability program targeting women, cocoa, cocoa growing um, um, women, rural women, um, to develop a program to, de- uh, to, to specifically um, develop capabilities in rural women. We believe in the power of women to impact and generate a transformation on a larger scale. We believe that when we impact a woman, we're not impacting an individual, we're impacting a family, we're impacting a community, and on a larger scale, the society. So um, we built Athena, our sustainability program, based on inspiring the United Nations Sustainability Agenda, five different SDGs. Number one, no poverty. Number four, quality education. Number five, gender equality, number eight, decent work and economic growth, and number 17, partnerships for the goals. We're not doing this on our own. We had partners like Desjardins, a Canadian um, cooperation agency, and Senna, it's a local Colombian agency um, that that works and develops education programs, join forces um, to work and develop um, this uh, program that lasts the first promotion, it's uh, one year, and we're very happy to say that it's just uh, um, been going on for six months, but we have very significant early wins. We have reached 
anticipated, um, I would say, um, milestones that truly we did not expect to reach in such an early stage. So it's been amazing, Tony, and this just reaffirms and reconfirms there is something special about developing and targeting women when we're aiming for a large transformation. I understand the uh, there's 106 women uh, cocoa farmers have kind of graduated from the first the first module. Is is that correct? Uh, can you tell me what's the overall feeling uh, from the female cocoa farmers that so far they're participating in the in the scheme and how do they feel about completing their first training module and what does it mean to them in a business sense? Yes, uh, there are three modules for this first promotion of Athena. First one is entrepreneurship and processing of chocolate. The second one that will begin in two weeks is financial education for rural women. And the third one is women leadership and empowerment. The first one that we already went um, through is entrepreneurship and processing of chocolate products. These are all rural women, cocoa growers. They're part of six different um, cocoa cooperatives in the region of Uraba in Antioquia in Colombia, um, in the western part, northwestern part of Colombia. And as I said, we're very happy to share very early wins because we just went through the first module. The graduation was on the 6th of December and they're already um, started four companies, one cookie shop, one ice cream shop, and two um, chocolate uh, companies, I mean, chocolate entrepreneurships, their yeah. startups, um, they're all part of the startup they built it. Um, so we said early wins because we were targeting this to happen after the first program finished, that is in July this year, but this happened in a very early way. And this is, I mean, we can see that this is generating additional income for the farmers, for their families. But apart from that, I could say, uh, because I witnessed that, my team witnessed that when we went to the graduation. There's these five different stages when we're aiming for a transformation. The first one is knowledge. They, they have that knowledge. We have taught them um, about entrepreneurship, about innovation, about development of um, their own uh, entrepreneurs. They, they know that already. The second one is develop the skills. So put that knowledge into practice and show skills. They have done that already. I mean, those four businesses, they're for real. They're already generated income. Those farmers, some of those farmers are already traveling around Colombia, participating in trade shows and selling their products. So second one is skills. But the third, fourth and fifth, they're not directly measurable and they happen in the long term. Those are active change in attitudes, behavioral change and changes in economical, social and environmental conditions. We are witnessing that already. I can tell you that when we launched the program in June, um, we did two years ago, an ethnographic study um, to understand these women a lot better and target them and, and design the program so that it would be meaningful to them. We understood, and, and this was actually very shocking, but, but it taught us a lot about them. 
more than 90% of the population, the rural population in that region of Colombia has been affected by violence. When I met those women in June, I could see their eyes and I mean, they're very strong woman, women, but you could see in their eyes difficult stories. They've gone through very much and it's not been easy for them. And six months later, when we met in December, they are glowing, Anthony. They, their eyes shine. They talk differently. I heard them from them directly. They said they discover their natural strength. They were not aware. They had that within them. So this shows they're talking differently and they're, up, they're, they're actually saying, my husband, my family, my mother, my children, they tell me I am a different person. And this is in a very positive way. So we developed this program to, to, to expecting to, to cause a transformation in the long term, but this is already happening. This is already happening. And I don't think um, it's not naive to believe global transformation is possible. We started it one woman at a time and it is happening. Wow, that is a fantastic testament to the power of the uh, of the program and, and and the change that is taking place just with one small group of women at the moment. I know there are uh, plans to widen the scheme out, but I'd also I'd like to just widen out the conversation a little bit um, into the the female empowerment of of, co of the empowerment of female cocoa farmers and how this can perhaps um, contribute to or be it how they. Can can take advantage of perhaps the EU deforestation regulation is what I'm coming on to. Um, um, how how that could help help cocoa communities comply with these new regulations. I know that Cordicella yourself was involved in a a webinar with the uh, the Winds Network, the Women in Cocoa and Chocolate Network Network, where you talked about that. Um, just for our listeners, could could you just give a, a little bit of a of a of a, an idea of how 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 female how important are females to this uh, to the future of cocoa cocoa growing and co sustainable cocoa growing in in the general sense thank you anthony and, and I, I i strongly believe and as we said it in in, in the webinar last october um, yeah. it is significant and it, it it actually makes a huge difference um, Cordillera was one of the first signatories of the Cocoa Forest Initiative that in Colombia is called Cocoa Forest and Peace Initiative. Let's remember our country has been affected by violence and the conflict for more than 60 years. So in Colombia, the Cocoa Forest Initiative has that addition of peace. Uh, we're signatories and it is somehow different how cocoa is grown in Colombia, different from other regions. Let's remember that everything here is small farms, no, 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 not usually an average of two hectares. The importance of um, cocoa farmers' own cooperatives has been very significant in having um, our cocoa farming in Colombia not being affected by deforestation. Quite the, quite the opposite. It is a natural strength of the cocoa farming in Colombia. Um, also has a, a significant role uh, of the articulation of private companies, government, NPOs like Fede Cacao, NGOs and international agencies um, has caused 
that the configuration of the cocoa farming in Colombia has not been impacted significantly as it has in other regions of the world by deforestation. However, that doesn't mean that we don't consider that to be an issue. Uh, cocoa farming has different issues um, here in Colombia, mm. but we are committed with uh, reforestation, with taking care of the forest and with making cocoa sustainable. Uh, to your question, we definitely believe not only um, aiming for, for, for cocoa farm, a sustainable cocoa farming, um, but women, they play a significant role. Not only because they may be directly the cocoa farmers, but remember, they lead a family. There's always a woman leading a family, inspiring a family, mobilizing change in a family. Several families form a community, and several communities, they form um, towns and cities. So when, and, and I can say this for a fact now, because we have seen it. Once you impact a woman, once you teach something a woman, you are not only impacting one individual. <clears throat> you are multiplying the effect on that investment in several people. Um, we see that because this is not my words, this is uh, the words of, of, of the women in the Athena pro program. They tell us uh, something very significant. They said, um, my friends, they, need, they did not want to join the program, but now that they see me, they see me as an inspiration and as a role model. They are learning from me and they're expecting the second promotion of Athena to join it. So, Tony, I do believe when if the cocoa industry, the global cocoa industry has issues like deforestation or child labor of um, or, 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 or issues with fair trade, all of the companies worldwide and, and in general, all, all of the stakeholders involved in the uh, cocoa and chocolate supply chain, we have been investing a lot in the past years in different countries where cocoa is grown. Results have been important, but I think they have not uh, met the expectations of many of us. Um, sustainability of cocoa in the world may be compromised by issues like deforestation. And when this legislation comes into place, that will have an impact in companies, in countries, and in the cocoa farmers. How about trying to approach a transformation starting with a woman? Remember that it's not only a woman. Impacting one woman is impacting a family. And in the long term, that will impact a cultural change. And that, that's, that's what needs to change, a cultural change, because deforestation is not only don't take down the trees, it's change, a change in the mindset of, on how cocoa growers are taking care of the environment. So I definitely believe um, we should approach probably or try not only targeting women, but additionally, why don't we take a look and why don't we try to approach female farmers, empower them, teach them, and let them be um, the, um, um, a very main 
actor in the transformation that needs to happen because it needs to happen, Anthony, is not something that is nice to have. It is becoming mandatory. Um, so definitely to your question, women, they need to play a significant role. And I, I, I personally believe, and now with facts in my mind, that probably women, that is the way. Okay, Alejandra, thank you. That was a positive and very detailed response there that you gave. And uh, I'm sure people will take note of that. Um, it's also uh, sustainability, of course, uh, the EU uh, DR regulation coming in. It's going to be form a big part of the World Cocoa Foundation's um, partnership meeting next next month in Amsterdam, which is, forms part of the Amsterdam Cocoa Week. Confection News is the media partner for the WCF partnership meeting, but it also incorporates the Chicoa Sustainability uh, Conference as well. And I understand Cordicella will be there, will be um, at, at both events in, in varying degrees. Um, and the theme for the partnership meeting, WCF, is aligning for global action. And and I, and I know you are you are going to be there person. What what do you hope to take away from the meeting? And I guess you you're going to be part of that discussion as well. I mean, uh, what what are your expectations? Uh, several expectations. Uh, first of all, uh, to tell you that when I saw the theme of the partnership meeting aligning for global action, um, that meant a lot to me. Uh, we've seen um, the past six months cocoa prices roaring. Um, the, it, it, globally, there have been disruptions, political disruptions, economical, social disruptions worldwide. I mean, a lot of things are, are happening uh, globally. But when I saw that aligning for global action, this calls uh, for every one of us involved in the cocoa and chocolate value change to work together. Um, let's remember when we talk of stakeholders, one of the stakeholders is competitors. But when we align, for, when we're called to align for global actions, the word competitors should disappear because global action, we're all in here. There's just one planet. There's just one global cocoa industry. And we should all hold hands, work together because the issues that matters to every one of us are the same issues and we should address them together. Um, I do have uh, several expectations and one of them is strengthen our network, uh, have the chance to tell um, different stakeholders um, about what we're doing in sustainability, what we have been doing for the past 66 years, uh, because I mean, Today, we're developing 127 different sustainability programs with our brand in our company. But this has been going on for more than, than, than 60 years. Uh, being able to share that experience um, that has worked for us is being able to tell them that sustainable cocoa is not only necessary, but it is possible. And more than that, it is good for everyone. It's not just good for the cocoa farmers. It's good for everyone. It's good for the market, for the consumers, for the industry. Consumers are concerned with sustainability issues. This matters to them. So it's not a nice to have thing. Sustainability has become, I'm glad to say that, has become mandatory. So a personal takeaway uh, I'm expecting to have there um, is just bring 
important issues to the conversation, share our experiences, no matter if we come from a small country in Latin America, uh, where just 20% of the cocoa is grown, but probably the future of cocoa is joining forces, aligning for global action and getting different results. A lot has happened in the past years and we see um, we're not getting the results that we all expect. It's not the results that the farmers um, in West Africa or Latin America expect. Uh, probably it's not the same results the industry expects. It's not the results that um, every actor in the or stakeholder in the in the cocoa uh, supply chain specs so why don't we try something different and probably something different comes in this statement aligned for global action something that we have learned um from athenia and from the women in the program is women cooperate anthony uh, probably it's time for the world to stop fighting to stop competing and cooperate aligned for global action. No matter if competitors are sitting on the same table, because our purpose and our goals are the same. The issues that matter to them matter to us. It matters to all of us. So why not align for global action, try something different, approach the issues from a different point of view of cooperation instead of competition? Alejandro, thank you so much. I think we'll end our conversation there. On that note, you are to, you will you will be there um, to further this discussion with with uh, with other partners, other colleagues, other delegates. Um, it promises to be um, three or four days of interesting, stimulating debate. And I think uh, Codicello have put themselves right at the forefront of that conversation with what you've been doing in the last year, certainly with the Atenea uh, program. So we look forward to further updates on that throughout the coming year. And we look forward to seeing you all in Amsterdam next month. And um, we wish you well for 2024. Same to you, Anthony. Thank you again so much for for being a voice and, and for allowing many more people to learn uh, from a small company in a small country in Latin America that probably has an important voice, a voice, a voice that matters in the world, a voice that matters and makes sense in, in today's um, issues that the, the cocoa industry is facing. Thank you very much and thanks to everyone listening to us today and I look forward to meeting you in a couple of weeks in Amsterdam too.